Hey, what's up? My name is DeAndra Kiera. And this is Natasha Mina. And you are tuned in to a new episode of Just Let It Glow Podcast. Hey, friends. Hey, What's going on, Bill? Girl, <laughs> I'm chilling. Uh, tonight is a full moon, so I'm trying to get ready, get my stage on. How do you be knowing this stuff? Google, baby. <laughs> like, no, my sister told me today. I think it's a new moon, not a full moon, a new moon. A new moon and do you know what sign? Or is it a full? No, it's a full moon in Libra, I guess, because it's Libra season. Wouldn't it be? A full. Girl, I don't know. It's a full moon. <laughs> I'm about to write. Something like that. <laughs> yeah, something like that. I'm going to clean. I'm going to sage. Get my spirit going. I know that's right. Listen. I got my green candle burning for prosperity and money and all that good shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's, I need one of those I, I used to have that Because don't they have a candle for everything It's like one mm. was for like love and passion One is for like wealth One is for health They can keep that one so. <laughs> <laughs> Which one, the wealth? No, the love <laughs> um, Well, everybody needs a little love A little bit, <laughs> just a little bit What's been going on with you? Um, Nothing, I lost my hermit crab over the weekend Like it died? No, she's um, missing in my house, in my living room somewhere, or my dining room or the kitchen. <laughs> so um, if anybody ever comes over anytime soon and you see a little rock moving around, just my little Penelope. Don't mind her. Yeah, I'm about to ban pets from y'all house. <laughs> I don't know where she is. Um, but other than that, you know, i just been staying focused. Same thing every week, you know. Same, yes. same thing. So same. um trying to, you know, watch a little stuff. I had um caught the Facebook whistleblower uh interview. What was that yesterday? And I know like it was a big thing on social media. Did you like see anything about it? No, what is it? Talking about it. Um, so of course I'm paraphrasing. I, you know, highly recommend people to go and watch the 60 minute interview. Um, the lady's name was Frances. I don't remember her last name. Um, but basically she was working at Facebook and her issue is that, um, Facebook basically is lying about being so proactive to prevent cyberbullying, hate speech, hate groups, and how, you know, they do so much to intervene and suppress that and within an all actuality is not true. So um, a lot of people remember during the election when Donald Trump was saying a lot of things, they had like banned him on social media for, um, you know, speaking false propaganda on right. public platforms. So the issue is once the election was over and Facebook was so, oh, we're so proactive and so hype about, you know, being in front of this, they went back and the algorithm, whatever they did to suppress the hate speech and stuff, then they basically turned it back on. So, and they act like they don't benefit from it when in all actuality, what the lady is saying, this is in very simple terms, guys, because that's how I can relate it. And that's how I understood it. Basically, they act like they were doing so much to prevent it and, you know, they don't have anything to do with negative things happen on social media when people kill people on Facebook, when, you know, it's a lot of hate and race and all of that, when in all actuality, they have a lot of 
experts that are aware that people react off of emotions. Right. When you react on social media, most people react when it's about something about race, religion, things that, you know, people that spill hate do. And Facebook needs people to stay on the platform. They don't make money from sponsors if they can't keep people on the platform. What keeps people on the platform is negative, you know, groups and stuff. So they actually do allow it because it benefits them. And that's what she was basically saying. Um, And it just kind of made me think about... When we were talking last week and I was saying, um, talking about the Wonder Years and how I kind of wish that, you know, I felt like it was more of a a thing to kind of, um, de- you know, separate us more so than to make it like about the show itself. I feel like it was, it's something that kind of overshadowed the point when they used the same name as the previous show. They knew it would become a, a race thing. And then I thought about the fact that a lot of these people don't think this way, but I do. Facebook, Mark, all of them, they be running these platforms, these networks, they put these shows out. They know that these are going to strike conversations up. You know what right. I'm saying? Yeah, I so definitely agree. I feel like it purpose, it all kind of boils down to, that's why we see so much about race relations now. We see certain things because in all actuality, it all puts money back in their pockets because it's going to keep you on social media talking about it. That's what we do, right? You know what I mean? Right. And I'll say this. I don't really, like, deal with Facebook. But if it's something juicy, like some bitches (laughs) arguing. Right. Or, like, a good debate, I'm going to tune in. Be reading. It don't care if it's, like, 5,000 comments. I'm going to read them all. (laughs) Start from the first. And then I'm going to screenshot the funniest one and send it to my friends and be like, look at this shit. (laughs) Hopefully you can get a little click on the link. I will say that I had to, um, last year, during, like, a lot of the protesting um, stuff that was going on last summer, that I, I, I was getting notifications when Fox 29 would go live about a lot of the protests. And when I say, like, the amount of racist white people that would oh, comment yeah. and say shit, yeah. like, I even commented, I, I called somebody a job. Did you? I sure <laughs> did. I called somebody a job. Because Where you're stupid. Working? You're stupid enough. It was like they worked at some type of company that had rentals, like um, <laughs> renting furniture or something. And yeah, I was I like, yeah, you, you little bum ass saying all this shit like you superior and you work at like the front desk, but you like 50 years old, nigga. Like, it wasn't, <laughs> uh, you know, not nigga, but you know. Right, right. But um, yeah, I called and they were like, I said, oh, is this the type of employees that you have to represent your company? That's what you said? <laughs> yeah. I turned, you know, I turned my college girl voice on. <laughs> I'm like, there, I was like. They're spreading racist terms on social media and right. they're representing your company by having your company listed as their employer. <laughs> and they were like, I'm sorry, I don't know anybody by their name. I said, Well, they said that they work there. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't care because I was just like, I'm over y'all. And if y'all stupid enough to put y'all actual jobs on Facebook, that's on y'all. You were funny as shit. I can just Racist. see all of that number there. Mind you, it was like deep in a pandemic and I was bored and I was just like, you know what? I'm going to get y'all motherfuckers. I'm right. I'm a, I meant to say, I'm going to try to lower my cursing this week. Why this week? 
I'm just going to try to challenge myself. New challenge, new week. <laughs> oh, when does this start? <laughs> Now, so like during that last cursor. <laughs> th- I think you might want to reset. Maybe twelve oh one. Just a little. So, no, not cursing in general. Cursing while we record. I'm gonna oh, try while we it. record. Yeah. You know what I do too, because I feel like I curse a lot. I cur- no, it's so embarrassing. I did curse like I think, like I said, the f word like ten times in like a ten minute, two minute span. I was oh pissed, but I don't think any of the topics this week gonna piss me off. Um, but we do have some listener topics this week. Um, okay. I ch- we try to post on to know what kind of things y'all want to talk to us about, or any questions or any quick opinions that you guys may have. So, sweet PDX, what did we do during the social media outage this week? So earlier um, this week. Uh, Facebook and Instagram went down for like about six, seven hours. What did you do? Right. Were you bored? So honestly, I didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> I think most people knew that. I didn't know. The only way that I knew was um, I got a notification from um, some type of news resource that I have on my phone. And it like came up as a notification. And I just like checked my Instagram and I was like, oh, and I shrugged my shoulders and kept doing what I was doing. What about yeah, you? I was um on the phone and I was working. And then um my sister was like, is your Instagram messing up? Because I want to make sure nobody hacked into my page. And I'm like, right. oh, yeah, it's not loading. She was like, Facebook too. And I'm like, yeah, it's not loading. So she was like, so I'm like, oh, it must be down. But other than that, I just went on about my damn day, you know, do what I do. Right. I know was, they said I, a lot of businesses was were affected. Well, I feel like that's why I think like a lot of people need to stop being Instagram based for businesses that has commerce. You I should agree. be able to have another website. Right. So if you're right. operating strictly through Instagram, like if you're a hairstylist, there's Style Seat, there's other, um, I think Acuity, I think it's called. Equity. I don't know about Style Seat. Okay. But they're all platforms. If you, you know, anything, you should have a website that has commerce. Like if you have something where you are exchanging services, you should have a website as well. I agree a thousand percent. It's and, just lazy. And then it's like if you work like as a brand ambassador, the brand should understand that there was no way for you to post that day. Right. Exactly. And if and if they're that serious, then um a lot of people that are influenced, maybe maybe you should have a blog, a website where you post like a fashion blog or you know the things mm-hmm. that you like. I think people just have to think smarter and not harder. And I wouldn't be so Instagram based because you know MySpace was the thing at one point too. Right. So That's true. It is what it I is. I agree. I agree. I think that people sh- should get creative. Um, and then they should, you know, look at other ways to make money. Like you said, it should, even not if it's just even an online uh, store, it can be, I don't know, another platform that you use in addition to Instagram, right. in addition to Facebook, you know what I mean? Since they're under the same umbrella anyway, you kind of should want to diversify, but, you know, I don't know. I don't know anything I about it. think so, especially if you have something that has commerce. Right. It would make sense. So people so, were really affected by it. I guess so. I just felt like, all right, I was on my own conspiracy theory shit a little bit. I was okay. just like, they're trying to increase work pro- productivity for to doing this <laughs> shit on a Monday. 
Right. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like this some type of social experiment. Like mm-hmm. to see if businesses went up, if work per- productivity went up. I don't know. That makes Maybe. you know what though? Cause you know I love a good conspiracy. You do. So right, you see what I just said in the beginning, how I feel about race and yes. social media. <laughs> My thing is that actually makes sense because you know, the government is trying to regulate social media and the internet in like tax formation outside of what is already being done. They're trying to be able to regulate it and it could have been a test. I think so. Let's see. I believe that DeAndre, um, listen, if this come true, just know y'all heard it here first. (laughs) I think so. I definitely think so. And and um today before we recorded, just to, um just say this real quick. I watched this thing on Red Table Talk, and they were okay. talking about cyberbullying. Okay. And it kind of goes back to which I meant to mention this when you were talking about the whistleblower thing with Facebook. It's kind of they kept saying that um not cyberbullying, cyber stalking. Oh. And um. I, I recommend anybody to watch that episode. And I know I told y'all that Willow voice drives me crazy. <laughs> do it, voice. Do it, do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh-huh. Oh. No. That's amazing. Wow. But it was very, I think it was a very important episode. And okay. she honestly gave a lot of perspective (laughs) because of things that happened to her. Mm. And one of the things that um, the FBI personality person that came on here, I forgot what his his title is. He was like an ex-secret serviceman or something. Secret service agent. He was saying that the law and and technology hasn't caught up yet. And that's a conversation that we had like earlier episodes when we were talking about being harassed and people making new numbers and new Uh. social profiles to contact you. And they were just giving tips on how to just protect yourself on the internet. And it was stuff that I was like, I pointed out during the first week of school, I felt like people were posting their kids in their uniform. And a lot of uniforms have the school name on their shirts. So they're posting their kids and stuff with the name of the shirts or posting them outside the school. And they were just saying, like, when you're on social media, be very careful of details. Right. That's so so true. Don't like and this is something I have told people that I'm around. Please don't post your location when you with me. I agree. Please don't. Because you really don't like a lot of us have a bunch of followers. We do not know. Right, exactly. And as this pro, as this podcast grows, then our presence grows, right. and you know, I would love to be a gatekeeper. Like I don't really like my page is private right now, but it's like I don't like too many. I don't like things that's random. People following me too much. Right. But I do feel like as this platform grows, we have to just be diligent and be mindful that people, not everybody, have good intentions. Exactly. And just mindful of the things they were saying, like, you know, like when you get too much details about your location and things that if you have children right in their favorite things, like, oh, you know, I bored little Mary, her favorite album. And it's this, you know, she loves Beyonce or she loves to go to the fun plex. And they were saying, mm. like, 
it's nothing for a predator to be like, oh, yeah, I'm your mom's friend. We're going to take you to the funplex. You know, the one in Delaware. You know, like, because right. it sounds familiar. So that reminds the- me of this TikTok where the white girl was, like, fixing her son up. And she said, so what do you say if somebody says, hi, I'm your mommy's friend? And he said, you're lying. My mommy don't have no friends. She said, exactly. Um, I actually did something like that when I was really? younger. What um, you mean you did something like that? So my mom um, would pick us up from school, from elementary school. Uh-huh. like, And if somebody else was picking us up, she would say it. You know, right. and the elementary school was just like a few blocks away. Right. So apparently she was like running late picking us up. Like something happened at her job. So she was going to be late picking us up. So she called our neighbor who was like our aunt to us. She's so sweet. May she rest in peace. We, she used to watch us all the time anyway. She sent her to go pick us up, me and my sisters. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't go with her. <laughs> and she was like, DeAndre. <laughs> and then my sisters were looking at me like, why don't you want to go with her? Like, it's such and such. And I'm like, well, my mom said if she didn't tell us. And you know, this right. was before cell phones became like super right. accessible to everybody. So it was just like, she was like, all right, well, you stay here. <laughs> so I walked, but I was like, like she was holding my sister's hands and I was right. kind of walking behind them, like side-eyeing her. Like, <laughs> and she was like, would you want to sit on the porch? I said, yeah, we can sit on the porch. <laughs> Mind you, she lived directly across the street from me. That means your mom taught you well. And that's what I don't she said. She would, we, they were laughing about it. <laughs> you know, no. they were laughing about it. And um, she was like, look, she on her stuff. And right. fine, she said, but she made me feel like a stranger. <laughs> and I, you know, my mom was just like, I'm sorry. But, you know, Miss Tanya was just like, it's all right. She did right. what, she, what you taught her what to you do. Taught her to do, and it my mom was. Did. But it really was just like an emergency situation because, like, my mom would just pick us up, you know, by herself. Uh-huh. But she's right there. She worked. She stayed home, so she walked to get us. And- you know what happened? I'm glad you said that. The other day, I thought I was on the phone with you. It was my cousin. I was picking Malia up. Her school is a car line. Just real fast. It's a car line, right? So I'm in the car line. Most of the time, people know who I am. This one teacher comes up to my car. This was last week. She didn't know who I am. She's walking over to this little black boy. Little boy's like three. And she's oh my God. the back door. So my cousin started laughing because I'm saying, I'm on the Bluetooth talking to her. And I'm like, oh, I- I'm saying a lady. I-, I-, I said, no, 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 miss. And she's opening my car. I said, that's not my child. That's not my child. I didn't realize I, didn't realize I was saying it until my cousin bust out laughing, right? Oh, my God. Like, she said, wait, they trying to put a, car, a child in your car. I said, <laughs> Like the lady was like, oh, I'm so sorry. And I was thinking, well, what if I was just sitting here and I was a predator waiting. Waiting and, for somebody to fuck up like this. And you just did it. And I just pulled the fuck off. Like, oh, well, I got somebody else to shout and just and just pulled and off. Mind you, you know, can you imagine how many predators that could possibly do that? Just wait until somebody is preoccupied or trying to hurry up and get off work and not paying attention. Yep. Like, that is crazy. And, you know, back when we were in school, we didn't have no car line. Your parents can't hit the car. Like, back in the day, like, it was just like, you know your mom stood here. Period. That was it. So you walk (laughs) over here. It's the gate. And then, you know, with me and my sisters, we all went to the same elementary school, but each grade had different doors they were let out at. So my mom would go to, like, where the youngest one was, like... Where right. my youngest okay. sister was, and she'd be like, Y'all two walk right here. <laughs> right. 
and meet me there. But yeah, I was not playing around. So definitely train (laughs) your kids. I say train your kids. I say be more diligent, being very careful. Don't post the teacher or anything Mm -hmm. like that because you don't know who know the teacher and who know where the teacher works. Be careful about posting your job. All types of stuff like that because you never know. And then just like I... I reported that person that was saying racist shit. You never know. Somebody probably get my ass back telling my job what the hell I be doing. Or not doing, just making some shit up. Making some weird shit up. But um, another question from Allison was, how do we feel about Kelly Clarkson? Is that her name? Kelly Clarkson. Yeah, the lady from American Idol. How do we feel? Uh, how do I feel about we feel about her having to pay her ex husband all that money and possibly, she said, oh yeah, she may have to pay all her ex husband and give up her home to her ex husband. So oh. she has to pay big. And I all I can say is that be very careful of who you make a manager. Except period. Why do women do that? Stop making your spouse your manager and stop not paying them. If you're gonna make him the manager. Pay him a manager's fee. Pay them that 20%. Matter of fact, pay them the 25. Exactly. Pay them 25. So therefore, they can't say that you didn't. And even for like anybody that has a spouse, pay them 25%. And let that be that. And have real contracts. And you have to pay attention. Stop doing shit out of love. Because marriage is only one aspect of... uh, Love is only one aspect of marriage. Right. Marriage... In itself is a contract. So you need to have your marriage license and then you need to have your business contract. Period. And for real, for real, I just want to say find love. Love yourself first because then you won't even attract nobody like that. Girl, and find a, try to find love that's in uh within years. <laughs> I'm sorry, I got that part. That's just, what I was know. saying nicely. <laughs> no, I see you tried to, but let's just get to the point. Like, let's just get to the point. Like you know, I'm sorry, but that's why you know when you make a certain amount of money, I don't see a problem with people saying, "Well, I only date people that have X, Y, and Z because of this." Like I'm sorry. And it, yeah, we'll get, we'll have that conversation in detail one day. But I definitely see feel like you had to be very mindful of what it is. And even, you know, when men marry women that aren't as well off as them, be very careful. Right. Be very mindful of what it is that they're doing, you know. Very, very true. But um, Abri wants to know if we're going to have a guest speaker. And I'll say look out for that. You'll be very surprised yeah. very soon. Yes, yes, yes. Just be on the lookout for that. Want to come on as a guest speaker? Yes. Would she like to? If you want to, <laughs> let us know. We won't mind it. Um, yeah, we definitely would like that. So I feel like we have said it. Like we're from Philly, and I think if you know our voices, you could definitely tell we're from Philly. I don't sound like it. You don't think so? Hmm. I don't sound like it. <laughs> you gonna say uh, I don't think so? I don't sound like it. I know I don't. Okay. Well, yeah, sure. If you don't sound like you from Philly, I damn sure don't sound like I'm from Philly either. No, you do. I just, I don't know. My just... <laughs> no, don't know. we sound like we from Philly. I'll, I'll listen. I'll take it. But what was yeah, you? Yeah, I don't think there's nothing wrong with it. No, it's but... not that bad. I just don't. I, I just. I, I don't think our accent is thicker than some a lot of people we know, but I feel like to like layman's ears from out of, like they can pick up on it. Okay. 
But um, I think like we try to keep this show like lighthearted and yeah. funny and just talk about our personal experiences that sometimes we don't talk about the things that's really happening around us in the city around us. But there yeah. has been just a lot, like an influx of violence in the last two years in Philly. And it's like so scary, so disheartening. Yeah, it's been a, a lot. I mean, like the last week has been lot. so bizarre. Yeah, it's and been like three three that I know of. That's just people wild. People that were like killed at work. Three. Yes. And well, then happened in Philly, but the guy was from Pennsylvania. And everything to me is like a degree of separation. Yeah. Like every situation, I know somebody that knew somebody that was involved. Oh, me too. I know the person who did the Jefferson shooting. I did too. I know them. I know somebody that is close with the person, the, the killer's child. And I know somebody that's related to the shooter. Yeah. So we then it's in the same family then. Perhaps. We'll this see. conversation. Why were you talking about this earlier? I don't know. I didn't know you knew the person, but um, I didn't know either. So like, I don't. I don't know them. I, know I don't know. I didn't know you knew somebody that was related to that person. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I didn't. But it's. Just, it's. Oh. I'm just saying. It's just really a degree of separation. Like last week, a young woman was murdered after leaving a bar. Um, she was mm. a mother of two children. More than one. The other girls succumbed too. One of the other girls succumbed. Oh, too. I didn't know that. But it was a car full of women, and they were um, shot at by a car, somebody in a car that had an AR-15, and I don't think they found the shooter yet. It was two cars full of women, and apparently now two women have passed away. But it's just sad, and then this week, um, earlier this week, it was workplace um, murder, um, at Jefferson Hospital where a co-worker who wasn't on the clock was able to get into the hospital and shoot another co-worker. They, apparently, they both been working there for like 20 years. Yeah, and it seemed like it was a lot going on behind the scenes from what people were saying. Well, you know the streets know more than what the news and the cops do. Um, it's, it's just unfortunate. And then I know my friend um, Will... The welfare office that he works at, um, a security guard was shot and killed, um, I guess, apparently from breaking up a fight earlier or the day before. I don't know. Oh, wow. I seen it. He was trying to stop the girls from fighting and a guy was like, let them fight. And they got in an argument and then he killed her. I got killed for trying to break up a fight. That shouldn't even been happening. And that's and I. People were saying in them comments, this is why when people say, oh, y'all just going to stand there and record and not do nothing, people like, that's why. This is why. That's, that's the only example that you need is one for people to say, that's why we don't intervene. But even, <laughs> like, I was talking to my friend Shanice about this, and this stuff is so crazy. Like, growing up in Philly, I seen a lot way before I realized what I seen. And yeah. it wasn't in my household, it was just in my neighborhood. And just being like, it's not normal. This shit is not normal to be able to know the difference between like just a loud noise or fire firecrackers and um a shootout. 
And just be kind of like kind of nonchalant. Be about like, girl, like, oh, that's fire. They, they doing fireworks. Right. Ooh, or they shoot. Or, or you be like, oh, they shooting around the corner. That's yep. my house real quick. <laughs> like, like, and you just sitting on your porch, like, let's go to the house. And I, one of my craziest memories of childhood is like playing outside. And people just, it was just like all the kids was like between my house and an, another house next door. And we all were playing, like, boys were playing basketball. The girls were playing ropes. Some people were just sitting on the steps. And they came to the corner on our block and just started shooting at each other. And oh we God. just dropped every, like, we knew, like, nobody trained us to say, this is what you do. We right. just knew that. You drop everything, you run in the house. You run in the nearest That's house. crazy. And like, you in a war zone. Mind you, it's like 20 kids in between these two houses because those were the closest houses. And our parents were outside. So we were able to like get all the kids in the house and just having to be told to stay down. And it's just crazy. And it's just like, this shit is not stopping. And by the end of this year, we're at the highest we've ever been. Mm. By the end of this year, I can't see it going, not going, not hitting 600 murders. Yeah. I can't see it. It's even being modest to me, that number. And I know, I know. I really think it's going to be way more. And Mm. I just feel like, Last year, when people were looting in response to, um, you know, the death of George Floyd and Breonna Taylor, the mm-hmm. city couldn't wait to send the, uh, arm, what is it called? U.S. Marshals. Right. They couldn't fucking wait. Right. They couldn't wait to set a, a curfew. Mm-hmm. Um, they haven't done shit but make fucking comments about how they can't sleep at night and how this is they don't know what to do you know what to do right mm-hmm. you know what the fuck to do it right. starts in so many situations because these people that's doing a lot of this shit they ain't my age they young yeah i agree and it's just a, it's just like the fact that y'all took so much shit out the city that would keep kids busy busy and keep kids motivated and all of this other stuff. These kids ain't got shit to do, but learn how to shoot a gun by 14. Ain't shit for them to do. I mean, you know what? It's so many little things that I feel like could be done. I can't speak for what... I don't know what goes on. I don't know how many people they have. But I know walking the beat is supposed to be one of those... One of the things that, you know, they told us in criminal justice, like, that was one of the Mm -hmm. supposedly deterrents. Okay, walk the beat, go in those urban communities, and be, like, a presence where they know you by name after a while. Where you don't know, oh, it's always a cop around. It's always somebody around. Um, Places where you know that there is drug activity going on. Don't have corners that's dark. Don't have it, like, you know, I ran a corner from my house. I get that. It's a great example. On the side block, it used to be a lot of young boys that would be out there whatever you could tell they was doing anything i noticed one day that it was like they all was there the next time i came around like a month later um they put this big ass sprite like spotlight on that side of the street and now and you don't see none of that no more because mm-hmm. it ain't no ducky place no more you know what i mean no, for sure. like on the ducky them niggas don't want to be under no bright light you know what i mean so i feel like it's those type of things like you said, the curfew part is a big, a huge part. But then also, where are the fucking parents? Because this this ain't 80s crack baby era kids. 
Like, no. where, what are y'all now? I mean, people are on pills and stuff, so I can't necessarily say that. But I feel like a lot of these parents, y'all present on social media, and you know the shit that's what's going on, and y'all just don't give a fuck. Yeah, because I was about to say, the guy that did that shit at Jefferson is old as fuck. So. Yeah, he was. But he it was. is, it is wild. Like, what? But that was is, a different reason, though. Yeah, that's a different, that's, you know. But I just feel like people are like, like, you just. Who pulls out an AR-15 and shoots two cars full of women up? Of women. Intentionally. Intentionally. Not Mm -hmm. by accident. Y'all didn't think that it was nobody else. Y'all knew that whoever this is, y'all was trying to send a message. And I just can't think that somebody over a certain age, that's like somebody hit between 25 and 30 or older would do that shit. I really feel like that's some young shit. Because it just don't make... Even if you in the streets, that just don't make sense. And I'll say this. um, I've read enough urban books and movies and documentaries and all that shit to know. And had real life conversations with people. I grew up really in the hood. When it's this much violence, ain't nobody making money. No, I agree. I agree. What the fuck is going on that is just all this violence? <laughs> like, y'all not and making no making money. money. So they gotta sit down, have a meet, and we gotta clear this up. You know, yeah, all like, this ain't no fucking money being is- made. If y'all making a block high, <laughs> y'all making the neighborhood high. Uh huh. There's no true. way you making money. Sales is dropping. <laughs> There's no way you making money. This shit is crazy. You don't want, don't nobody want no fucking uh, U.S. Marshals walking the fucking streets. Because how y'all making mm-hmm. money? Curfews. And I remember my mom was saying, like, when she grew up, um, she, you know, she a young joint, so she kind of <laughs> was in her teen years. Okay. You know, 70s, 80s, baby. You know, mm-hmm. raised in it during that time. She right. said, like, she knew the cops in her neighborhood. Right. It was she said different. she knew them by name. She would see them all the time. Like, she knew exactly right. who they were. It wasn't I can't tell. I never like seen familiar cops outside of school. Fucking Lou and Cheese. <laughs> that's the I used to see cops at Lou and Cheese because that's what they Girl. fucking. Used to <laughs> no, like, but I didn't know them by name. No, like, no, not at all, not at all. Um, yeah, I agree. You know, it's just it's unfortunate where you know I was driving in um the city the other day. And somebody had did something like cut me off real aggressive or something. And I'm like cursing. And I forget, I think I was on the phone with my mom. And she was like, chill with that. She was like, like, you know, she right. was like, you know, you too. She was like, right now, the way things are, chill with that shit. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, people on a different level right now. And I said, You're right. She was like, Yeah, like you don't even, she was like, that it's not even worth You're it. You're absolutely right. She's right. Like, you can't have a rage. And I got frustrated because after the situation happened with the young women in the car, people kept saying, oh, women be safe. Y'all, you know, be careful when y'all do this. How much more careful can you be than getting in your own fucking car and driving down a popular street? That was Broad Street, wasn't it? No, it was was Diamond Street, 33rd and Diamond. That shit is hella popular. It's nothing else you could. She wasn't on the no one person ride. by themselves. They was pulled over, but they wasn't by themselves. It was a there few was a, a group of girls in a car. Right. There's no right. way, and it's just like, no, what the fuck are y'all doing? Talk to these people that shoot and tell them to cut this shit out. Tell them the law of the land when you run in the streets. Talk to these motherfuckers because they're the ones just just out here like a rebel without a cause. It's really at this point, how much more safe can you be? If I go in the house and I come home from work 
and I sit on my steps. Like it was somebody in West Philly. He was sitting on his porch in a wheelchair, got shot. Older man sitting on his motherfucking porch. That's a shame. Catching a fucking breeze. Wheelchair bound. He couldn't even move fast enough. That's so like, crazy. how the fuck else can you be safe? Exactly. How can exactly. you be safe? You just like, can't. You're at work doing your job. Somebody comes in with a gun. And who the fuck would think that? Like, I went, especially a hospital. They and said it's scary. He was on the floor or something like that. He got all the way through. And from, I, I worked at a hospital when I was in high school. I know that back then, this was like, you know, over 10 years ago, that my ID worked, but I, I don't think it had a time limit on it. So I could come, I didn't have to go through the front, like how a visitor, I can go through a side door and it worked because I have access to that. So I'm like Mm -hmm. wondering like, shouldn't it be like at this point in age, this is, this is only 10 years ago. So I'm thinking like shit, your ID shouldn't work past your shift. Right. And you would think that after, remember when at Mercy, um, um, the one up here, um, not Miss Gerald. Miss Gerald, right? Um, when that you know person had killed the doctor in the like crazy part of Mercy, mm-hmm. like the the patients had came in and like shot the doctor and then shot somebody else. I think he killed himself too or something like that. Wouldn't you think after that incident that people would say, you know, we need to tighten up security because right. it's all types of people that come through here, even fucking employees. Even fucking employees, like the one that I was talking about that just happened that I seen like yesterday, it was a white guy from, I think, Nazareth, PA, but he was in like Ohio or something. And he was at a job site with, it was him and three of his coworkers. One was was his boss and him and the boss got into a fight. He punched the boss. He leaves. They assumed that he was leaving to come back to Pennsylvania. That motherfucker went to... A different state. I think they said he went to Louisiana or some New Orleans. Then he drove back down there and snuck in where they were sleeping at, where he knew they were staying at, and beat all their asses to death. The all fuck? of them. That's like, and this happened like yesterday. Like, all you just beat all your coworkers to death. Like, fuck it. Like, That's people are crazy. losing it, losing it. You know, That's fucking crazy. It's but it's yeah, there's a lot that's going on in this city. So I'm glad I'm working that's... for Lord. For, you know, but you know, everybody stay safe. Do as much do your due diligence. Try to like I say for me, I try to stay out of mixy areas, and I I don't I don't say mixy as a negative. I just mean like if it's somewhere that's like the most popular place, it's a mm-hmm. lot going on. People that actually have to post their location because of certain things. I try to stay out of it. I try to stay in low key spots. Because right. I don't, re- I said this before, I don't play the let out. I don't like being in places that's one way in and one way out. Ever since, you know, that Pulse nightclub stuff, like that right. stuff, I pay attention. So, right. you know, anybody that was related to any of the victims that we spoke about, you know, prayers to your family. Yes, you definitely. Know, definitely prayers to you and everybody. We hope you guys be safe. But um, let's get into some other topics. So Nick Cannon may be replacing Wendy Williams. Yes. So um, I have the uh, article from the Jasmine brand. So it says, could Nick Cannon be replacing Wendy Williams? 
The 13th season for Wendy Williams' long-running talk show has been postponed twice as she battles severe health issues. The details of what she's battling weren't made public, but it has been reported that she is back home after briefly checking into a psychiatric hospital. Wow. Um, now an insider has alleged network executives are looking to Nick Cannon, whose new talk show premiered last month, as Wendy Williams' replacement. The source said the executives have been talking. They are keeping a close eye on, on Wendy. Wendy's recovery and hoping for the best, but they have pushed back her show premiere several times, so they are already thinking of a backup plan. They name-dropped Nick Cannon as an option and added, it would not be a far stretch for Nick to take her time slot. Her time slot. <laughs> I was trying to say... Anyway, um, her time slot. Um... Detmar Mercury, who produces both shows, is really pushing to make Nick's show a huge success. He already has a major platform and a huge fan base, so it was an easy win. So Wendy's show ends up being a no-go. Their backup plan is already set. You know what that <laughs> remind me of? What? When people be like, you can die today and your job will have a, a job posting in the next morning. Won't even blink an eye. Won't blink a motherfucking eye. <laughs> but what I will say is, Wendy do need some time off. Okay. I think Wendy, I don't think it has to be definite, but I do feel like Wendy has been through a lot. Mm -hmm. And being as someone that had previous substance abuse issues, right. was basically in a domestic violence situation, even if it wasn't physical, I think people really don't put an emphasis on emotional abuse. That's true. And I feel like she was emotionally abused for so long. Um, and that's documented. So, you know, right. from her words. And losing her mom and having different health scares, I really think that it would do her really well to take some time off and not have to worry about coming on and putting on. Having to have, like, even with me today... I was like kind of out of it. I'm like, girl, get your shit together. You got to record tonight. Be upbeat. That shit is hard. So if I had to do that shit all day, every day, and I don't have nearly as many issues as she does, I really think that she should take the time. And she's been doing this shit since the 80s. Right. From radio to TV to books to movies and all of that stuff and all these other interviews and things in between and the promotion and running on E and even being an early, you know, uh, what is it called? A nester? Uh, empty a nester. Empty nester. Yeah, being an empty nester. All of that stuff plays a part. You know? Well, I heard, and, and even, I heard that her and her son don't have the best relationship right now anyway. I wouldn't like, think it's they not a, It's not a good relationship, unfortunately. And then her and her brother had issues, and he was saying things publicly about her. It's just a lot. Yeah, I think it's kind of hard to see somebody, as a child, to see somebody you love deal with shit they ain't had to deal with. And then mm -hmm. trying to be... Because I remember it was a report where he tried to step in between her, his mom and father. That's a hard position to put a child in. And right. I really just pray, you know, I think that, I mean, I think it's fucked up that they're just like, oh, well, we're going to find a time slot. But I do feel like rushing her to come back as early as a, two weeks from now is not going to help her. She needs well, like a season off. 
And then the other part is, I don't want to see Nick Cannon replacing no Wendy Williams. I don't watch the show. So is he I replacing love- her show or just he? They put they switching his time slot. To the way that I interpreted it was that he would have his own show and then you know kind of try to mix her gossip part into his. Well, even if it is his own show, include him in that. Nick Cannon is too busy trying to be friends with everybody. Wendy Williams is controversial. Wendy Williams is Wendy Williams. We all know can't nobody do that. Yeah. Y'all don't need... Nick Cannon is not the person to me. Nick Cannon has a slew of things going on in Nick Cannon's own life. I can watch Mm -hmm. him on the podcast. I can see him on Wild and Out. I can, you know... It's, I can see Nick, now he got his own show. I don't need to hear Nick, he can't replace Wendy. That's just something that's not even, I don't even yeah, know I why. Think, they, I don't think yeah. there's a person right now that can replace Wendy. I just think that she should take the time off. I don't think that anybody they get in that time slot is going to be able to replace what she does. But her life is more important than their show. And I just think that she kind of needs to get her shit together. But yeah. let's, um, while we're talking about people getting their shit together, let's get into Ellen Pompeo announcing or bragging about being able to yell at Denzel Washington while on the set of Grey's Anatomy. All right. So this also is from <clears throat> the Jasmine brand. Ellen Pompeo and Denzel Washington had a heated moment when he stepped in as a director for an episode of ABC's Grey's Anatomy. Ellen Pompeo, who was one of the only original cast members still on the show, recalled arguing with the award-winning actor when he directed the Sound of Silence episode back in 2016. She said Wednesday, September 29th, that Denzel Washington serving as the director was an attempt from co-star and executive producer Debbie Allen to get Ellen Pompeo to stay on the series. At the time, Pompeo was considering leaving because so many of the original stars were no longer on the series. She alleged Denzel Washington arrived on the set three weeks prior so he could get caught up, alleging he had probably never even seen the show. She continued, he did the show because his wife is a big a big fan. I think he saw it as a good exercise to just come in and direct something quick. But imagine Denzel Washington coming on to direct an episode of Grey's Anatomy. That's something that I never thought I would see, ever. She said he had the typical celebrity energy and a vibration, adding, he doesn't know shit about directing TV. Ellen Pompeo said her heated exchange with Denzel Washington started after she went off script. The episode showed her getting attacked by a patient, and the actor playing the patient wasn't looking her in the eye as he apologized. She explained, I yelled at him. I was like, look at me when you apologize. Look at me. And that wasn't in a dialogue. And she said Denzel said, uh, Denzel went ham on my ass. He was like, I'm the director. Don't you tell him what to do. I was like, listen, motherfucker, this is my show. This is my set. Who are you telling? You barely even know where the bathroom is. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Here's the thing. And this is when I say white women that be like, white women that be like, oh, I understand my white privilege. And then they do shit like this. (laughs) It it, is really like, y'all bitches are really sick. Like, y'all are really fucking crazy. And to feel like you you can brag about being able to disrespect a black man in the workplace that's supposed to be your superior, then go years later to assume that he does not have experience, 
Denzel Washington has been working, a working actor in multitudes of spaces before a bitch was born. <laughs> right. <clears throat> How dare you say some shit and say, look at, uh, look, motherfucker, bitch, who you talking to? And the fact that you got away with it, that could never have Miranda Bailey. And I'm a fan of Grey's Anatomy. The woman, I forgot, I think her name is Chandra or something, but the woman who plays Miranda Bailey would have never been able to say no shit like that to Denzel Washington or any other fucking director that comes on that fucking show. Right. The fact that Debbie Allen is the director of the show and she asked him to come. Denzel Washington don't have to do him directing that shit for y'all has nothing to do with him. It does not help him in no way. Bitch, that help y'all to be like, oh, our next episode is being directed by Denzel Washington. He's one of the best mm-hmm. fucking actors to do it. Ellen, and right. I really, I really liked her. I really did because I felt, at first I'm like, oh, okay, so she understands privilege. She understands how people of color need to be in these behind the scenes. And she says this. But when you have a person of color and they're doing their job by directing, you want to disrespect them because they didn't agree with your approach. He directed. What director doesn't say, wait, no, do what I said. Do what's on the script. Don't don't do my job for me. If you're directing this episode, then bitch, you direct the fucking episode. Who gives a fuck where the bathroom is? He got his own fucking trailer. He can piss in it. (laughs) Up in there is the curses back. Oh, wow. (laughs) Last thing, I said two curses. (laughs) Now you said more. Oh, wow. Now you fucking sounded like Willow. That's all right. I guess it's 1201. Yeah, I'm going to restart that. (laughs) Because that just annoys me. And they like to be like, oh, you know, I understand white privilege. I understand Mm -hmm. that more people of color need to be behind the scenes, in front of the camera, and all of this. And then, in the same breath, you're bragging about disrespecting Denzel Washington and let me just say say that he has celebrity energy one thing that has been notorious about Denzel Washington is that he's very down to earth well that's what I didn't get I was going to ask you I didn't really understand when I was reading it what that meant because I said I'm assuming it's something negative but if you didn't elaborate then what was it like what did he what was this celebrity energy because he came in like he owned the room when he walked in because he has a boss energy he was confident. Yeah, you didn't like that because he's Denzel Washington. Yeah, <laughs> like, you are using his confidence. As you're th- you think that he's confident because of his name and the fact that he's an Oscar winner. When he's confident because he know who he is. So his confidence right. intimidated you and that's your problem. I agree. A thousand. I want to know what was the purpose of her telling this story though? What was the purpose? To act like I'm ballsy and I, I'm a... Ah, I hear me roar. I'm a feminist and nobody's going to come to my job. Nobody's going to tell me what to do. I've been at this job for 15 years. It's the only (laughs) acting job I've ever done. I'm the last one left. I'm the last one standing on this dead ass show. (laughs) Hey, bitch, girl, girl, LA, girl, girl. 
A big Damn. tall glass of STFU. I'll say yeah, that. <laughs> a real big one because it's a lot of people to play with and it's a lot of people I believe that probably got nasty energy. The things that people right off the street have said about when they met Denzel Washington, the fact that he parked uh-huh. his car and made sure that somebody that was pulled over was okay, that yep. he sponsored a scholarship guy. for Chadwick Bozeman, uh-huh. like Chadwick Bozeman, like all types of stuff that he gives back. Don't play with him. Yeah, please and don't. More than anything, he's good friends with Debbie Allen. He did this shit to her as a favor. Exactly. And now yeah. you just disrespect. So next time she asks a friend for a favor for y'all show, because she has the pool. Right. So next time she asks for a favor, Debbie remember Allen's that you got on your podcast and you said this shit about Denzel Washington, so they're not coming because now you showed that you're a, a nasty bitch. That's exactly. what you should. But remember, mm. you know that you have white privilege. Yeah, you know, and you utilized it in that moment because can't nobody else do the shit that you did. Period. I agree. Ridiculous. Totally We're a little yeah. short on time, so let's just kind of go yeah. into the throwback. Okay, and I'm going to try to rush it because it's a little long. So, the group High Five scored top 10 hits such as I Like the Way and appearing on BET, Arsenio Hall, and Soul Train. But some say the members are cursed. In 1992, member Roderick Clark was paralyzed in a car accident. Then in 2007, the lead singer, Tony Thompson, had a multitude of drug problems and ultimately died from inhaling Freon from an air conditioning unit. Then in 2014, member Russell Neal was charged with murdering his estranged wife. After walking away from the group to attempt a solo career and not obtaining any success, 20 years later, Russell was fighting to make ends meet and looking for another way to get back in the spotlight. Around this time, he met and married 24-year-old Catherine Martinez, who was a fitness trainer, model, bodybuilder, and training to become a female boxer. But Catherine's mom and sisters weren't too sweet on her new sugar daddy. There was something about him, her mom said, his eyes. It was just something dark, so I didn't like him from the get-go. It was just the way he came. He was really stuck up, and I felt like he ain't got no money, so stop it. <laughs> but Russell's <laughs> past in the spotlight dazzled Catherine, and she used to brag about him at first, telling relatives that he had a lot of money, and she seemed blinded by his former celebrity status. The couple would have two sons, but he, Russell was flat broke, so Catherine was forced to be the breadwinner for her, Russell, and their two kids. Besides money issues, the couple reportedly also had frequent domestic violence incidents within the home, and Catherine's relatives often seen her covered in scratches and bruises that she tried to conceal under makeup. Even with all of this, Russell was always able to win Catherine back with promises of changing that never happened. Eventually, she would take their two kids and left them for good. But after leaving her mom's house in June of 2014, she was uh, seemed to vanish. Three days later, Russell strolls, and they made a point to say that he strolled, into the Houston Police Department, saying that he and Catherine had gotten into a fight and she needed medical attention. Paramedics raced to Catherine's apartment and found her dead. She had been beaten with a blunt object and had multiple stab wounds and was so battered that her mother would later say that she could only identify her by her teeth. Their children were discovered locked in a room just a few feet away from their mother's brutally beaten body. Russell pled the Fifth Amendment and was charged with first-degree murder and released on a $100,000 bond. Released. 
Him and Catherine's sons were left in the care of Russell's mom the month after the for a month after the murder. And apparently the mom was sneaking Russell over to be around the kids. After all of this, killed the, his, the baby mom and well, the wife in front of the kids. Um, she was his mom was still letting him be around the kids. Once police became aware, they removed the kids and let Catherine's mother take over. Two months after that, Russell's bond is revoked. Then he tells his Bell's bondsman he's no longer answering to the name Russell Neal. His name is Jesus Christ. Girl. After a year, <laughs> this is right. After a year of treatment at Russ State Hospital, the Harris County Court finds Russell mentally ill and incompetent to stand trial, which is where he still is to this day. And a fun fact is that his brother also killed his wife and pled insanity in 2008. What the fuck? But his brother wound up getting uh, 80 years. So, yeah. He's awaiting trial right now. This shit happened in 2014. He's been in a mental hospital. Oh. Like, when I look for any updates about it, which is really odd, I never see that. Uh, apparently, he's still in a mental hospital. And that mental, even though her family, of course, is like, he's pretending to be crazy. You know, he knew what he was doing. The cops was right. like, yeah, he know. But the mental hospital is like, no, he's mentally in, like unable to stand trial. So he's just been in this mental hospital since That's 2015. fucking crazy. And the... When I say there is no, like, real protection for women and children sometimes with this law, it's really crazy. Mm-hmm. If this man murdered th- murdered these kids' mother in cold fucking blood, were the children present when he killed her? Yes, they were there. Yeah, they, right. And they, they... They were describing it. They seen it. They said that he had ketchup. The dad told them he had ketchup on his sneakers. They were saying, what's on the rest oh of these Oh, my God. And just imagine all the stuff they seen before. And mm-hmm. y'all send these children with this nigga's mama. And put him on bond. And so he, him, even he shouldn't have made bond. That's what I didn't get. I said, well, why he the hell is he released? Like, he walked in and said, oh, this is what happened. She need medical attention. Why didn't he call 911? Why would he go? Who lives right across the street? Not too many people live across the street from police station. Like what the fuck? Right. Exactly. And you left the apparently left the children with the dead body. Yeah, and That's she and she was there for three days. She wasn't like he didn't oh my just God. kill her. He was oh three days dead. Like crazy or not, he need to be in jail. Exactly. And I hate to say so. crazy. I really hate saying that word, but yeah. You yeah. yeah. No, no. That's, I'm so sorry. It's just a mess of three. I didn't know that Red about the seven. other members, though. I'm like, wow. Maybe it is a damn curse. Yeah, some groups are. Some, uh, the Temptations. Should. There you go. Some groups just have it bad. Um, but yeah, that's crazy. That was a really interesting one, Natasha. Yeah. But, Thanks, Emma. That's who gave me the inspiration for it. Oh, did she? <laughs> Shout out to Emma. We'll check out Papa Floral. But speaking of our boss phase, we have a new one this week. Rachel Resume Review. It's a friend of mine that I met when I did like a college program in high school. She's really sweet. She um, is an HR professional and decided to start her own business by giving lending hand and um, helping people secure like the best employment for them. So she does um interview uh workshops and job readiness workshops for different organizations as a consultant and she also edits and help write uh resumes and cover letters of those things 
Um, you can check her out on Instagram, Instagram at Rachel R A C H E L S resume review on Instagram. And you can also contact her at Rachel's resume review at gmail.com. All the R's are making me stutter, but she's an HR expert. Um, I've received help from her to update my resume and just to give it like a pop of color, like really great um, transition and to really help highlight some um, skills that I have that I didn't really know how to market because, and she gave me a lot of great tips. So definitely follow her. And if you're looking for a job, if you're looking for a new job, I highly suggest getting someone um, like Rachel, specifically Rachel, to, you know, look over your resume, tell you some things that you could do to fix it. And right. right now, the job market, they say, is open. So definitely just to put your best foot forward, contact Rachel Resume Review. So, yeah. Definitely. That's an interesting job, Phil. Shout out to Rachel. Yeah, shout out to Rachel. But let's get into our glow up topic. And you this, know, this is my best, my favorite part of this segment, by the way. I meant to tell you that. Yeah, I really that? enjoy it. Yes. You told me. Because <laughs> it's so inspirational. I have said it. Okay. <laughs> you told me that. Yeah, I, don't told know, me. I don't know if you told me <laughs> on the show, but you've told me. But um, okay. this week, it the conversation kind of came up yesterday with, we had a whole nother topic, but. It came up with me and Natasha. We're on the phone and we be trying to just go over the show, but we end up talking about everything else for like hours at a time. As if we're not <laughs> right. about to talk again for like an hour and a half on this show, even though right. it's supposed to be an hour, but my bad, Eric. But this right. week's topic, you, <laughs> this week's topic, um, just to word it, is just to be a friend to yourself or mm-hmm. treat yourself like how you would treat your friends. And it came up because me and Natasha watched Family family or Fiance every week. We talked to you guys about this show before, and it's just basically where two people are trying to get married and representatives from both of their family kind of talk about some of the issues they have within this particular couple's relationship. And something that a friend of the bride of the show said was, if you were me... If I were you and you were talking to me about my situation, I was dealing with what you were dealing with, you would not, you wouldn't be okay with this. What would you say to me? And Mm -hmm. that's a conversation I had with friends before. Like, if you were me, if I were you and I was relaying this whole situation out, how would you say, how would you treat you? How would you talk to me as your best friend or your friend? Right. Like even and that could be in, in form of a relationship, in form of self sabotage or um not talking, you know, speaking kindly to yourself, like being mean to yourself. Cause sometimes we say stuff like, Oh my god, oh my god, I need to get my big ass at the gym. Yeah. And it's like, would you say that to your friend? Like would you say, Oh girl, right. you need to get your big ass in the gym? <laughs> Like, would you say that? I don't mean to laugh because I know some people that would. That's why I'm laughing. I'm because I know some people that would. But but are they good friends? Um. Well, I was gonna say there is people that are like 
you know, some people can talk like that and it's not taken the wrong way. If you have that certain dynamic with that person, I'm not somebody that you can say that to. You, I ain't somebody either. You ain't about to play with me. You ain't gonna tell me to get my big ass hit this man. This bitch, man. <laughs> but I do, I'll say this. I appreciate, to me, I'll say this. If somebody says to me, okay, well, yeah, you know, like always trying to like kind of give me health food, then I will think, oh, well, that's kind of your way of saying, or, you know, oh, come on, let's go to the gym today, tomorrow, next week. That's kind of your way of saying, get my big ass. Okay, but that, but that's in a kind way. That's the same way that you should talk yeah, no, to yourself, right? I, you I should totally. kind of be like, oh, okay, like we do it all the time. Like, oh, you know what? I'm going to buy healthy food. I'm going to go to the right. gym this week. I'm going to make time to go to the gym this week. So if a friend say, right. oh, hey, girl, I was at Whole Foods. First of all, Whole Foods is not cheap. I brought you a couple of things. You want to go to the gym with me this week? I'd be like, okay. Because I, I probably talked about it. I probably said, you know, I want to lose weight. I'm trying to eat better right. and blah, blah, blah. So it's some the fact that somebody can pick up that these are the things that I want to do for myself, and yet I'm not doing it, I wouldn't be upset. But if she'd be like, yeah, girl, get your big ass up and go to this fucking gym. Like, <laughs> that's crazy. Even when, Why do you think we do that? Why I'm do sorry, we do ahead. that? I don't know. We crazy. <laughs> I feel I, like you know what it is. It should. It's the that voice. Everybody has that that negative voice in their head. Everybody has it, and it's like you have the the positive, optimistic voice, and then you have the evil one, the the nagging, pessimistic, negative one. And I feel like sometimes you know it's just kind of like some people like me, negative reinforcement works. So I do say those things to myself. I'm not saying I should, but I do because it's like, that's a motivation for me. Like I'll think if I'm about to eat another piece of cake, remember how you felt when you was uh, fighting to keep them jeans on last week, girl, and he was about to bust up out of them things. I'll have to say that to myself. And I'm like, you know, well, I mean, it's not so much get your big ass up and go to the gym, but it's still a thing. You know what I mean? Like, it's like I have to some people. I don't know. It just works in that way. But I do feel as though, yes, we should be a little nicer to ourselves. Some people, you know, and it does. It has a lot to do with um, things, way things that's happened in your childhood, the way you were nurtured. If, you know, certain people, that's how you were motivated throughout life. It's kind of a hard habit to break to not have that negative voice. Or if you have people around you that's always pointing out, you know, negative things, it's just kind of, or I don't know, maybe it's a defense mechanism. Like, I don't, I don't know, but I do agree that it's something that we need to separate from. Yeah. Um, talk like you said like you talking to a friend and being like it's okay like girl you know like when or when you mess up and you go back to that nigga you said you was gonna stop talking to three thousand times ago <laughs> and it's what? like you like when you say like about a defense mechanism i feel like it's like a way i'm gonna say it before somebody else say it yeah, I agree. That's what I mean. Like, that's I'm exactly just saying, but for some, and it's like I really don't want to be around nobody that's gonna say some shit like that to me, though. So why do that's I true. say like why would I say that to myself? Like why would I talk to myself in that way? Mm. Like I would that's never be cool with nobody that would even think that it's okay. Like I would beat you the fuck up if you say some crazy shit like that to me. Like, and I'm right. not a fighter, but it's like sure. you disrespectful as shit. And it's the same way right. as if somebody in a relationship says some shit like that to you. You'd be like, what, nigga? Like, what, bro? 
Like, are mm-hmm. you serious? Which who you talking to? Cause I don't give a fuck right, if I right. gain three hundred pounds. Ain't nobody about to laugh at me at my face. Right. You gonna at least <laughs> talk that shit behind my back. <laughs> Have some decency, right. nigga. Damn. But you're not about right. to say that to me in my face. But right. so and I don't talk to people like that. If somebody I know, I don't even bring up people's weight or nothing like that. You don't know why people are the way they are. People be depressed, people be having thyroid issues, all type mm-hmm. of stuff. But if I have a friend that's like and I have that where I was like working out a lot and they're like, Oh, you motivate me. I, I just need to get up. And I'd be like, Oh, come with me. Come with me yeah. to the gym. Just you know, do go at your own play, pace. I've had friends that's like, oh, come to my class. Go or right. I'll be like, come to this class I go to on Saturdays, you know, whatever. Like that's different. I'm not forcing your hand. I'm not saying, mm-hmm. yeah, you need to get your shit together. But like I ain't saying no shit like that because everybody don't have the same 24 hours. Right. That's true. That's very true. And then I know. Um, but I, I also feel like I'm the uh, I need to be a better friend to myself sometimes too, where if I am messing up, I need to hold myself accountable the way I would in a conversation with a friend. If I'm doing stuff mm. that's not healthy for me, that doesn't make sense, that is like taking energy from me, I see the effects that certain things can have on me. I need to be a friend to myself and say, you know what? You deserve better. You don't need to right. talk to that person. They don't value you. Like, just really mm-hmm. put a mirror to your own face and just be like, you know, I deserve way more. Like, and just give me, and I think sometimes um, we often don't big ourselves up. And it's like, no, big yourself up the way that you would your friend. Like, you're beautiful. Mm-hmm. You're smart. You're successful. You're a hard worker. You're a great person to be around. You have a good heart. All of these things. You don't deserve this shit you don't have to deal with this person like you don't Mm -hmm. have to deal with these circumstances either pull your bootstraps on and get to hustling if you in a bad situation you know figure it the fuck out you know what i mean like don't stay and i say that to people don't stay stuck like and i said this to someone last week i'm tired of being tired girl (laughs) and i'm not going to talk about being tired of certain treatment and things like that no more. I'm just going to make moves from here on out. I'm not mm-hmm. complaining no more, and I don't want nobody complaining to me. Like, right. I'm not complaining mm-hmm. no more. We all, right. if we are, if we are friends, family, whatever, we having a conversation, the energy I'm on right now is that I'm not into complaining. I can't hear you right. complain because then I'm a complaint. No more complaints. Yep. We are can, talking, we talking what moves, yeah, who can, no worries. Well, girl, you think that's bad. Let me tell you. Oh, yeah, let shit. me tell you what just happened today. Your bad shit. So now we just bad back and yeah, forth. Yeah, we just we passing it back and forth like it's motherfucking tennis. Like, <laughs> no. Like, no, I want to hear, you know what? So I did this, this, that, and the third today. I'm trying because I don't want to complain mm-hmm. no more. That complaint, that shit keep you stressed and depressed. And I'm not trying to operate in those spaces. Like, and I'm trying to be in a position where I give myself just a little bit more love. All the love that you give everybody else, why don't you save none for yourself? Hmm. You know what, though? Again, um, I can only speak for myself. I don't know about everybody else, but I know there's certain traits of mine 
is based off of things that's happened in my past. Right. So I know that, you know, I overcompensate and I'm trying to um, always be a little too accommodating to other people because Same. that's just, you know, I don't know if it's because that's what I needed back then or I don't, it's just kind of the way I learned to interact with people around me is that's what I, it just became my thing. And I need Same. to unbelieve that, you know what I mean? Because it only hurts you. When you that person, you the fucking worst one off. More than anybody else, you are you the are worst not, one off. You're not doing yourself any favors by trying, Anything to, be, just trying to do everybody else's favors. And I did that before too. You know, I say this, and I said this to you, for the most part growing up, my sisters were my friends. Right. Like, day in and day out. Like, and I had a conversation with one of my best friends about this. Like, until high school, I didn't have consistent friendships, like, in school. Like, if we were in the same class and we got along, sure, but, like, after that, it was, like, outside of school, we weren't friends. We weren't hanging out. You know, I wouldn't... If we weren't in the same class that year, we just wouldn't be cool. I didn't have, like, core friendships like that. My sisters were my friends. My cousins were my friends. And I'm even talking about the girls I grew up on a block with. Like, we're all family. Those were my friends. I didn't make friends in school like that. And when I made friends with the friends I have now, like, some of the friends I have now I've known since high school, I think a part of me would be like, oh, you know, I want to be a good friend. Like, and these are the things that good friends do. They're always there. They're always helping. They're present. And sometimes right. it would be, and I love to be there for, you know, the people I love, but God damn, sometimes it just be like, I can't do it. And it's not that yeah. anybody possibly required it. I just feel bad when I can't do shit. Exactly. And it's like, yeah. I'm not being, by me being a great friend to you, sometimes I'm being a terrible friend to myself. Mm -hmm. terrible fucking friend to myself and it's not that I can't be a friend to you but I just have to at this point in this juncture I have to be a better friend to me and sometimes Mm -hmm. it just seems it just might not be I just don't have it anymore left to give anybody else the little bit Mm -hmm. of time and little love I have to give it to myself because for so many times I've neglected it trying to be there for everybody in my life like Ignoring shit I need to do and doing other shit because somebody else said they need it. And it's like, bitch, you ain't rich. <laughs> like, like Girl. you don't have endless amount of time. Like, you have shit to do. Why are you neglecting the shit for you to do shit for other people? That don't even make no fucking sense. And that's some right. shit I would tell my friends. Like, well, why are you doing this for this person if you got to do this? That don't make no damn sense. But here I am mm-hmm. doing the same shit and I'm not even taking accountability of it. Yeah. Because yeah. you know what a lot of us have in those um that play that role, we don't have it's a book called The Art of Saying No or something like that. Right. I've never read it, but I know I've seen it before. And it really is something that people like us have to learn to do. Like and I feel like a lot of people, I'm not just saying as a lot of people are over over so, you know you have to learn the art of saying fucking no and meaning it right. and not giving a reason behind it people always feel like they have to say oh when somebody say oh well you want to do such and such oh no i gotta do all you gotta just do is say no no thank you no i'm not been working on it for like the last couple of years i feel like when i be like saying no it come off so nasty i really feel like when i just be like oh no thank you it comes off nasty like oh no bitch i don't want to do that but it's like 
I I just don't have to. I be feeling like I had to come up with an excuse, and every time I don't have an excuse, sometimes I just don't want to do it. Be like, yeah, and I don't want to be like, oh no, I don't want to do this, or you know, right. it comes up. So it's just like that. Sometimes I just want people to know, like sometimes when saying no is not you, it's my boundary. Like right. it's not a you thing. Like right now, like I'm on a different type of like juncture in my life. I have to be there for me. A lot of stuff is making me a lot more sensitive than what I'm usually in. And that's because I ignore my emotions for so fucking long. So right. like in certain situations, I anything where I probably possibly would have fed more into people, I don't have it. I really, I really don't have it. And I only have it in extreme circumstances. Right. Right. And, but it even the fact that you said that you know, like it has nothing to do with you. It it people shouldn't even have to take that that way. It shouldn't even be yeah. taken that way. You know, but I think I, some people are used know. to it. I they think are. They're they are used saying to it. That, playing a role. Yeah, and you have to unthink that, and that's the that's where the problem comes in, because it's expected. Before you know, it was a question. People might say, "Oh, girl, you busy?" If you say, "Yeah," and you say, "All right," and they be like, "Okay, well, can you?" No, I gotta hang up right now. Or I'm, I'm a, you know, I'll call you back when I feel like it. They're gonna look at you like you're crazy right. because you're not used. You're not used to that, but you have to get used to the new me. And you know, and you know what'll happen. And I learned. I haven't. I don't do it across the board, but I've learned it. I've been building up with certain people in my life. I've learned that when you do that, they'll just find. It. You think that it's like it'll be the end of the world from they will move on and find somebody else to latch on to to get what they now getting from you. I agree. <laughs> I, I do believe that. I do believe that sometimes I be thinking like people exit me because to me, I don't really I don't know why people ask me to do shit because I just don't be doing what the fuck going on. But I think because I'm a consistent person or I'm dependable, right. I be like, but it's like at the end of the day, I shouldn't be nobody's go to. I'm irresponsible as fuck. Get somebody else. <laughs> like, get you are somebody. not irresponsible. That's a lie. I, mean, I that's a like, lie. But the thing is, is because I show up for others more than I show up for myself. You oh, know yeah. what I mean? I and so when I'm saying I'm showing up for me more, more than likely, I'm being a better friend to me than I've ever been in my life. I'm super that's present for me. Right now, right. and I have to be, and it's it's it, like, and I hate to say like, cause I hate to say this, but it's like I have to say like it pains me to say no, the more than you think. <laughs> it hurts me more than it hurts you to say no, and it sounds cliche, but that's really how I feel right now. I hate to tell you like, oh no, I'm not going, or no, I'm not present or no I don't have time for this or whatever but it's because I really have to show up for me I can't listen I have my own shit going on I can't listen to the same shit all the time um especially because I'm also working on not giving my opinion unsolicited and that shit be hard so (laughs) I'm working on me And then, I mean, like you said, it's only so much time in the day and there's moves that you're trying to make. You know what I mean? So if there's moves you're trying to make at the end of the day, my whole thing is 
I don't have time. I can't sit here and talk to you. I can't be this great friend and be, you know, accomplishing my goals and taking care of my budget and making sure my, you know, I can get my TV fixing and cooking dinner because I'm trying to eat healthier and making sure my house is clean and doing my hair. I can't do everything. I'm one person. So if mm -hmm. I don't feel like talking, if I squeeze some time in for you, be appreciative of my time because now I'm telling you, I'm letting you know my time is precious. The job lets you know they put a monetary value on your time, and I'm putting my own value on my own time. And with that being said, the monetary value on my time, the budget. <laughs> Yesterday's <laughs> price is not today's <laughs> price. <laughs> Everybody's it. getting taxed at this point. I know that's the 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 friendships, the relationships, the family um, relationships, everything is about to get taxed because a bitch don't mm -hmm. have time. For so long, I and I'm learning this shit right now. I'm reading this book called Facing Love, Addic Love Addiction. And it talks about having to be there for people and having people um, feeding off the fact that you did a, a job well done sometimes. Giving more okay. than what you're receiving. And right. that shit is... And when I read, I'm like, I ain't got no motherfucking love addiction. But I'm reading it and I'm like, oh shit, this shit right at a bitch neck. <laughs> oh, wow. I love addiction, man. For people appreciate, like, so the appreciation that they have for what you do, is that what The it fact is? that they won't. Oh. People just won't. And oh, then the okay. more I do for people, it doesn't mean that they're going to be any more appreciative. Oh. oh, okay. Like a, like being crazy and doing the same thing and expecting a different result. Exactly. So me okay. showing up is it, really, and if if me having to be present and showing up all the time and doing everything and being the the right hand woman for everybody, if that's the only reason why people are around me, then what mm. do we really have? Right. And if I could be that for everybody else, why the fuck can't I be that for myself? Right. That's so true. Like if I just gave if I just gave myself a little bit of the friendship, a little bit of the love. A little bit of the consistency that I've given everybody else around me, I would be a a a, a way better off person than I am today. I wouldn't right. be, you know, having to do this this unlearning and this healing and realizing because I would be good. So I'm at a mm -hmm. point now. I have to be a better friend to me. I have to hold myself accountable. I have to just be like speak love into myself, speak affirmations into me the same way I would do a friend. I can't exactly. talk to myself negatively no more. I have to be nice to me. Like, mm. I can't think about like, oh yeah, well get your fat ass up today. <laughs> get your lazy <laughs> ass up and do this work. You do this, I'm oh. part of this, do this. I can't do that. I have to be like, you know what? I know it's a rough day today, but you gonna have to. It, it it gets better when you get out get out of bed. It gets better mm -hmm. when you open up your laptop. It'll get better when you walk out this door. It'll get better when you mm -hmm. sit when you get on the stairmaster. It'll get better mm -hmm. when you make a better choice. It get better when you ignore this phone call. It get better when you break this bond. 
and at least you're being aware and you're present and that there is an issue and you're actively trying to change it, even though the change might not happen right now, it is happening. And at least you are trying to do better. That's right. the main thing. Never forgetting that and being mad at yourself for trying to do better. We are all human. We all make mistakes. We're not perfect people. We put these, you know, irrational um you know, time frames and restrictions on ourselves when in all actuality, we are all still learning. I don't care how old you are. Yeah. I don't care what you've been through in life. We all have different things. And, you know, just like you said, like, I feel like, you know, this year has been the time where I've been the most mentally happy ever in my life. Mm -hmm. And I know a lot of it's because I quit things, bad habits that I had. It's, you know, like you said, I wake up, and even when I find something wrong in my day, I have to reroute my brain. And we've talked right. about this before. And I'll say, you know what, Tasha? I'll let myself be mad for a second. But I'm like, you're not going to sit in that energy. And I'll look around. And I know COVID has been a really hard thing on a lot of people. But for some of us, it has been, you know, a different effect. And I do look at the situation. When two, three years from now, I'll go, would you have ever thought that we've been able to work from home? Hell no. <laughs> being able to like comfortably work from home. But you know how much we would complain about the the not having space and stuff. And I'm not going to get into too much about the job. Yeah. But we had a lot. I don't know everybody has complaints about their job. Coworkers you might not got along with. All these different and experiences. And I now you don't have that. to worry about that. Last year, not having to deal with personalities that drained me had mm -hmm. really had a great effect on me last year. Not having to right. interact with things. And I didn't realize such toxicity was really bothering me until yep. I no longer had to deal with it. And now it's like, I don't want to deal with it because no. y'all didn't deal with it. Y'all <laughs> didn't fix it. And I have told y'all and y'all ain't fixed a motherfucking thing. And the pandemic it's fixed that Paul. shit. That mm -hmm. pandemic fixed that shit. And I'm trying to get me together. So when they unpause, I can be better suited to do. And also, so I can understand, you know what? I don't got to deal with this shit. Exactly. I do not got to deal with this shit. And yeah. I mean that in every way. I don't yeah. have to deal with toxicity. I don't have to deal with being readily available to anybody outside of myself. I have exactly. no responsibility. I have no children. I have no pets. <laughs> exactly. I, I have to show up do I. <laughs> you, have, you have a child. <laughs> I'm looking around. Besides, I mean, my pet, I was thinking the pet part. Like, oh. That fucking pet about to crawl up on the mic. I'm not listening. I'm looking, I'm on the floor. I said, well, what if he just crawled on the other? Yo, that is in the bonnet. <laughs> when cold thing was moving around. Yes, that's out. what I said. It's in your bonnet. You trying to come at me. Don't say that. Don't say that. But yeah, no, no, I really love this conversation. And you got any takeaways? Um, you know, I just want like you know, just to you know finish off. I just think that we, as long as you just try to find something to be happy about every day on purpose, make every day a find a reason to be happy on purpose because we always talk about how short life is. But y'all, those of us that live in the city, might you might not be in Philly, but people that are even just in America right now, it's so much going on in the world today. Tomorrow is not fucking promised. And if you die today, tomorrow, like I've always said to y'all. You don't want to be like, damn, I, you know, wasted 
the last five years of my life depressed and upset and angry about shit that don't people that don't matter that you know it's just a little part of your life like look at the bigger picture especially those of us that have our health that have a roof over our head that you might not have the money you want but you're not you know really really it could be worse it could be better but it could be worse just look at those things and just always strive to do better that's all i can say yes and also like i said if you think about your best friend and how in any situation you're in and you're not okay with it or you're not you're unsure what to do just think about if this was your best friend what would you say to them mhm very and if much if you so. still talk to yourself negatively then think about how good of a friend you actually are you know what so that and let me just add this but well, you're done with your thought cuz i don't want to over yeah i'm done so there's this thing on TikTok. <laughs> Y'all probably have seen it. You might not have, but I'm going to just say what it is. And people swear, people that know about manifestation and stuff, you know, know that there's a thing about, you know, manifesting what you want. So apparently you're supposed to say this phrase to yourself every day to oh manifest. Lord. What you <laughs> oh, Lord. I'm going to just tell y'all what it is. I screenshotted last night. I, I swear I didn't like it. Yeah. Um, it's I don't chase, I attract. What belongs to me will simply find me. That's it. You just <laughs> That's my, to... That was one of my captions on Instagram like a couple of months ago. <laughs> it said, I don't what? chase. I, I'll definitely put it on there. And I was like, man, this shit. Huh? Was that before? I said, was that before this? Yeah, that shit was like in March. I'm going to go oh. to that picture. I look super cute. I said, I don't, I don't chase. I attract whatever's meant for me will be. And now you have a podcast. You're doing other things in and that life. Was before the podcast, actually. That's so funny. So, so that is listen, so funny. Every day, you're supposed to say it every day to yourself yeah. and believe it. You don't chase, you attract. What is meant for you will be for you. Yes, <laughs> I need to stop attracting this bullshit. Oh, actually, it's <laughs> simply find me. It's, listen, I'm willing to try anything at this point. And I'm not even talking about relationships. I no. mean, just in I'm talking about relationship, and it's so funny because relationship is like right now I don't got no dips, and relationship is like the furthest thing from my mind right now. I have so much I'm thinking about right now, so much I'm trying to achieve, and just a relationship right now is just furthest thing from my mind. It would be nice, but I kind of don't even need no distractions right now. I want some other shit. That's how. I, it's, it, it, I, it couldn't work. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm on I some it. other stuff. I'm, I really am, y'all. Maybe January first, that'll be my um, New Year's resolution is to ease back my cousin. But I come from a cousin ass family, so I don't know. But <laughs> well, they say people that are highly intelligent curse a lot. So, and uh, I believe that. Yeah, a I'm lot of entrepreneurs follow curse a lot. A lot. Beyonce curses a lot. Does yeah. she? I don't yeah. believe that. Yeah, she I do says not she believe curses it. a lot. I Even her mom, her mom said that she has a potty mouth. She curses a lot. Beyonce. And if you watch her documentary, she's always cursing. Beyonce. Beyonce, Giselle knows quarter. I ain't never heard her. I ain't never heard her curse. Uh, yeah, she cursed. Curses a lot. So <laughs> that's my bitch. So we are two in the same. But um, I hope you guys really enjoyed this episode. As always, mm-hmm. we appreciate you. We hope that you are walking yes. into your own glow 
and that mm. this week you try to be a better friend to yourself than you ever have been before. And to find us, please listen to us on Apple, SoundCloud, and Spotify. Follow us on Instagram at JST Let It Glow and follow us on Twitter at Just Let It Glow. Um, follow, you can follow me if you want to at DeAndra Kiera underscore. Um, and we just appreciate you guys. And if you're on Apple, definitely, please, 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 if you have Apple Podcasts, podcast please um leave a review and leave um a rate and if you listen to us send it to a friend that you think that this episode will help and we will see you guys next week